Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB. Brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon. This is the COB. All the stuff you need to know today about the day in business and markets. I'm Kyle Rudder with Danny Okuye. And uh, well, Danny, a little dip. Fairly thin trade, it has to be said. Oh, geez, yes. It looks like, I hear the US is really quiet as Mm. well. Like I was listening to somebody who just made the comment, like nothing is happening over there either. And that is a very large market. So that translates to, um, yeah, two slices of nothing in Australia. So um, yeah, looks pretty, pretty quiet. But information technology, lest we forget, and lithium but we'll get to those in a moment we will were some shining lights so all is not lost yeah exactly there are things happening below the surface and that's a good way to get into our three themes of the day and well uh thin trade was certainly one of them the other thing uh, the other theme was lithium of course mm. uh really there we go uh, doing deals um a lot of deals in the lithium space yeah. actually a merger of equals we've been told um but basically underpinning uh, strength in the in the sector more broadly speaking we'll, we'll get to some of those names in just a moment um but i thought this was fairly clever dancing <laughs> on the debt ceiling that might be the next thing to really be a catalyst for the markets because well uh d-day is maybe only three weeks away june 1st there yeah apparently yeah so um clearly there's some pretty um odd stuff going on at the um the the one month uh, t-bills um in the u.s they have been really heavily bid up which mm. Some of the traders, and you might know more about this, um, are alluding to, yeah, so the one month Treasury, US Treasury, 5.733 compared to the US 10 year, which is down at 3 spot 48. So some of them are, are signaling a little bit of uh, panic at the short end. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll keep across that, of course. But um, I found it quite interesting, actually, some of the headlines today on, um, I think it was, might have been Bloomberg, might have been CM, CNBC, but um, uh, Joe Biden threatening that if you know this deal doesn't get done, we'll, we'll, we'll um, send the economy into recession imminently. And I thought, well, that's a very clever politics, uh, perhaps, because, well, it's probably gonna happen anyway, so you may as well try and blame it on your opposition and um, you know, create something of a divergent, divergence. But they uh, are quite a, quite a, like, it's really interesting yeah. because anyone that was around in 2011 and remember the argy-bargy that happened then, and it really went down to the wire. But there is a very recalcitrant group of those MAGA Republicans in there. So, you know, it, I actually saw Donald Trump uh, tweet it. He doesn't tweet. He made an announcement yes. that he said that, you know, um, unless the Democrats cut their spending, we will 
take America down into a default. So there you go. Is that a bit the nice? former president has spoken? Yeah, I can't wait to see like how much he will spend if he if he happens to be re-elected. Yes, well, with, yes, his, so he just he just kind of missed the fact that he raised the debt ceiling. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And hey ho, like crazy, and hey, not necessarily a bad thing. There's arguments for it, but he spent a lot. Yeah, a lot of tax of cuts. Yeah, a lot of mm. tax cuts. So anyway, um, <laughs> it's politics. We we shouldn't try and dive too deep in, into that because we're we're sensible business people, and we're going to talk about sensible business issues right now we'll go into uh, Orkham um, another uh, deal for, for one of our major, yeah. major lithium players yeah I really think uh, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who was on also yesterday Tim Buckley just talking about the strategic value of um, lithium processing in our reserves and you really are seeing the Americans and the Canadians moving in big time with the bid for Liontown now this merger so Australia really needs to get is uh, you know it's, it's stuffed happening a little bit here from a geopolitical front just a casual observation but I if you're seeing this much interest now mm. I think it's unlikely to disappear yeah and like this is the consolidation phase of the this is you know we need to get our hands on this stuff we're going to pick the eyes out of the best assets yeah. consolidate the market and take control of it yeah and I'm kind of surprised that some people are surprised by this because clearly it's obviously you know, not in the share price and it's very difficult to predict but I was talking to people 12 months ago about you know aren't some of the larger players in, in our local mining uh, industry or perhaps even global players looking to pick these up and say oh no it's too small you know it's not worth their time yeah, BHP like, said that didn't they, well, they, they well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy but here you go it's it's really um, put a uh, rocket under the sector all came today the obvious one up 15% Percent, but yeah. uh, well I think in car racing they call it being um, in the slipstream uh, of the leader there you can see everything else being dragged along by that big player um, so call lithium up eight and a bit percent pilbara i guess the uh, establishment name has as far as uh, lithium yep. lithium miners go up five percent as as well so really um some significant moves and interestingly minres i was just having a look because you know minres has got lots of delays at the moment with their lithium projects and i think they've also cut, uh, stopped their dividend but it it, it caught a bid but only two percent up a dollar fifty to seventy four dollars so really more the investors honing in on those lithium specific stocks yeah and uh, well of course we had to have Allchem as our stock of the day uh, here is what our guest had to say with David Koch back from the coronation about Allchem Lithium turning point is now and after five months of sell-offs and downgrades in prices, downgrades in outlook, now it's a turning point and what a better way to celebrate a turning point than with a massive merger. So given that the like the significance of this is huge, $10.6 billion merger at a time when lithium is set to be turning around, I honestly can't fault it, definite buy. Yeah, um, I think this is good for all chem shareholders right now and I think the short term is good for uh, lithium but I'm not nearly as enthused in the long term. Lithium is extremely common on Earth. I expect this new co will do very well, but not very well for very long. Probably uh, for a short while, you're likely to do well. Right. So there's no harm in being in it now if you were, but it's not for long-term holders like our members of Team okay. Okay, so that was Howard Common there from Team Invest, as well as Grady Wolf from Bell Direct, and um, they sort of spoke about spoke spoke up a little bit, perhaps about the short-term trading element mm. in the in the lithium names. But 
I guess there's a secular trend there, of, of, of course, you were just talking about before. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, Goldman Sachs has actually put out a couple of really big reports on mm. how much needs to be spent in the transition. And I think people continue to underestimate the scale of this transition. Yeah, and uh, well, energy security all feeds into that too, and strategic competition. So there's so many Correct. different fruits to, to pick apart. It's um, one that we're not going to be not we're not going to stop talking about anytime soon. But um, let's pick the issue up. Uh, shall we now with Adam Dawes from Shaw and Partners who joins us uh, very kindly and has to be said too on short notice Dawesy thank you so much uh, for jumping on today uh, just your view on the lithium miners <laughs> at the moment um, you know clearly it's um, high demand for, for some of these uh, Aussie lithium plays yeah certainly is and uh, as you say I really like that um, Kyle the the slipstream. I'm going to use that tomorrow in a couple of my presentations. But yeah, absolutely. Everybody getting dragged up uh, with that and that lithium side of things. I think you've got to now start to look at potentially some of the smaller players. We're going to get some of these larger players being taken out. Uh, we really like Global Lithium One. GL1 is the stock code. Uh, that's uh, in near-term production, near mid-res on some of their um, lithium side of things. And so uh, a fair bit of announcements that will be coming out in the next six months. So albeit you know, you want to stay in the top qualities, the, the big boys. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're going to get taken out or, or as we know that there's going to be these uh, consolidations and then you got to potentially look a little bit further down the, the or, or up the risk curve, but down the market cap spectrum to sort of then start to get some of these things. But I also, it does show to me that uh, with these, remember, uh, Alchem, Allchem was a merger between uh, Galaxy Resources and Oracobra a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Now uh, they're merging with a, a big US company to get those sort of synergies together. I think that really just shows you that the, the mining businesses now, you either have to be big or you're just going to have to go home. And so that's really exactly where we are at the moment with these things. They have to get bigger. They have to be able to compete on a global or a world stage. And that's exactly what Allchem's doing today. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. I'm just having a look at Global Lithium. It, uh, in the slipstream, it was up a nice 11% today, Adam. So uh, well, well, well done, but still well off its highs. Do you think yeah. there is a risk as we have this consolidation in the lithium market? And we all know the demand, the secular trend. But there was a terrible, terrible uh, nickel boom, Poseidon, in the early 70s when, you know, it all ended terribly. Is there the risk with some of these stocks that they get too caught up in the slipstream and, you know, it just gets overhyped? Look, certainly, you know, markets are very, very good at um, going higher than expected. In fact, going lower than expected as well. So, yeah, absolutely. There is uh, that overall problem that you potentially will have when you get these bids or you get these mergers and acquisitions and and the froth just keeps but you know i guess it's called a bubble really isn't and we don't know it's a bubble until it's burst but i think the other the, the other side to this is is that there is demand for battery technology there is demand for these kinds of things and until battery technology changes away from a lithium ion ion battery then really the, the demand is going to be continuing to go forward. And, and as we continue to have more batteries in our life from you know mobile phones to house batteries to all of these kinds of things, it's really only going to go one way. And so the demand will continue to rise. Electric vehicle demand is rising as well. We said we need still need charging stations. We still need all this infrastructure to be built. So yes, I agree Poseidon. Yes, there is potentially there's this bubble and in that past package, you're saying that 
lithium isn't very rare. I mean, it is around and there's a lot of it. So yeah, it can be, but I think also here in Australia, our assets are seen top tier. We've got a somewhat stable government. We've got uh, investments that is uh, that they're, they're comfortable to, to move into. And that allows the US and especially Canada, because they're very much like us in their, in their resources. These guys are gonna come and gravitate to us because we've got such a good um, groundwork or framework to be investing in. So yeah, it, it, but I think it is gonna be different. The demand I think is going to push us through and hopefully it's not a bubble. Yeah, indeed. Um, we were just chatting about mineral resources and I know it has been one of your favorites. Um, yep. It has sold off. They've had delays with their lithium projects. I think they've cut, they've, they've stopped their dividend. How are you seeing MinRes at these levels? Yeah, look, it looks it looks really attractive, but what you've got to do is you've actually got to look at uh, what we call at-margin producers. So something with iron ore, and I don't have the numbers at, at, at my fingertips as far as what it costs them to make a ton of iron ore. Um, you, you know, these marginal producers, potentially, let's just say it costs them $100 to, to make a, a ton of iron ore. And even with the iron ore price just around that, that means that they're not making any money. So it's only really for something like a min-res, uh, as well as for the lithium side of things. But remember, they also have mining services business as well. So it is quite a diversified business. But that, that, that lithium side of things also, you just got to be a little bit careful for these marginal producers because they do, uh, if, the, if the commodity that they're dealing in does come back down below that cost of production, that really means that they're going to be running a business at a loss and hence why the dividend has been reduced or, or, or taken off. And really, I think Ms. Red, Min Res looks good around this sort of $72, $70 mark. We, had, we did a bit of buying in it the other day, taking advantage of this little bit of a pullback. Certainly that lithium story though, because it's MinRes is a fantastic business because it's got old world assets, which is iron ore, and it's got new world assets, which is lithium. And both, putting both of those together, it still makes that a very interesting company. And remember, they are looking to do uh, a listing in the US closer to the end of the year, which I think will keep the share price nice and full of them from where it is. I wanted to just shift tack very quickly, move away from lithium, but we also had Grain Corp's results out today. And I suppose yep. if we're talking about, you know, potential secular trends, you know, food security, um, agricultural prices, um, it's still a real focus for a lot of investors. And, and the stock was well rewarded today from, from the mm -hmm. update that we received. I mean, what's your view on, on Grain Corp? Any insights as well on, on the results that we did get today? Yeah, the results was actually good. I think they also said that the profit was a little bit lower from, but but and and they kept their dividend flat. But they did guide to better results, or or they guided to better for the next six to twelve months. So I do feel that uh, Grain Corp does have a little bit of that tailwind going forward. I'm wondering if some of the the stock today was a little bit of a short squeeze mm. coming out of it after that result. But I'm really also looking for Elders' result, which is coming out on Monday. And you know, looking at Grain Corp's result, Elders should also be quite good. But Elders has been absolutely beaten down. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm sort of long and wrong on uh, elders for clients at the moment. So I'm hoping for a good result in elders. But certainly Grain Corp saying that their product or for oil, flaxseed oil, as well as their grains, there is demand and they have uh, forward orders going, forward, uh, going through. So I, I think it's going to be an okay one for Grain Corp. Certainly one of those ones that you probably would take advantage to sort of start to liquidate or come out of this stock a little bit because it sort of feels like it's the best it's ever done. You know, agri-business agri, agri business as of last year was probably the best it's ever been. 
And now we're just starting to see that sort of that tail coming through. So I'd take advantage of this uh, price increase to sort of lighten my load on uh, Grain Corp at the moment. Cool. And just um, really quickly on information technology, NASDAQ um, is back at those June 2022 levels. And of course, big tech has taken it there. But, you know, again, that good old slipstream, to quote uh, Kyle, uh, some of us are in the slipstream. Do you think some of the favourites like WiseTech Six had a great run? Um, you know, do you think they're all looking a bit exy? Technology One reports soon. Is it a space that you know you're just sort of saying, just gone a bit too far, too fast at this stage? Uh, certainly with the Nasdaq, yes, I agree. I think that has gone fast. And if you remember a year ago, it, it, it was down. Nasdaq was down thirty percent. So it's had a fantastic recovery. It really has done very really well but what i would i would also look at is i mean tne has got some problems that they're in trading hold today uh, around a uh, hack or a, a cyber attack so we've got to be careful on that one i think that one might uh when it does come on tomorrow might come back to around that 13 dollar mark and that's sort of squarely in our buy range for that one so that'll be interesting to see how that goes we've got zero reporting next thursday i think that will also being one of our larger technology businesses in there as well. I think that'll be an interesting one if they can then really turn that profitability dial up. Um, the market seems to have already, and, and you're right, Daniel, I do agree that the, the, it, it, all the sectors, all the tech stock have run on the back of potential interest rates coming back You know, sometime at the end of this year. Might have gone a little bit too hard at the moment. But still, I still see some value in some of those stocks and certainly zero, you know, $96 where it is. And if it does report well, hopefully, fingers crossed, it gets over that $100 mark and then continues to move forward as well. So I think there are some pockets of good quality businesses. ReadyTech is another one that's going to be licking their lips once t and comes out with this uh, cyber attack. There, they're going to take some market share off T&E as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. They have run. I'd be cautious, but also I'm still comfortable because we do know that tech as well, I mean, Apple's definitely run, all of the all of the big tech names have run. That can still continue to go on because the US is the biggest consumer in the world. And as soon as they start buying things, certainly technology will do well on the back of that. Dorsey, uh, really appreciate your time. It's uh, always a lifesaver and, and not for and the a great first chat. time. And a great chat. So uh, we'll wrap it up. Let's get to the rest of your day. Adam Dorsey, Shore and Partners, have a good one. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Okay, well, let's uh, go straight to what we've got to look forward to tonight. Yeah, just having a quick look. Uh, It looks like, oh, there we go. US PPI for April, Bank of England decision. 25 basis points is the expectation. Right. uh, Only taking its key bank rate to about 4.25%. We know they ran into their own financial stability risks that put a handbrake on things last year. Yep. But still playing catch up, there's a sense that might have to move higher. Double digit inflation uh, with a 4%. Four, four yeah, percent they're really rate. getting slammed, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Had, actually had a chat with Nick Dwydale, who uh, calls that the mother country uh, his his home in, in some way, I guess, um, uh, saying that, yeah, he was talking to his parents, he was talking to, to, to a whole bunch of his other friends. It, it, they're just sort of wearing the price rises and, and just continuing to spend and, and go about their lives. So um, might take a little bit more work from the BOE to get rates down. But we've also got uh, some companies going ex-div and some AGMs tomorrow. Yeah, so... Um 
Um, looks like we've got Ampol, they've got an AGM, as does QBE, News Corp, REA, quarterly earnings, uh, and also um, JHG, I think that's um, Tardy, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. that's going ex-dividend. So, yeah, there's still quite a lot happening at this point in time. Okie dokie. Well, let's uh, get to the leaders and laggards and, well, probably sound like a broken record, but we have to <laughs> emphasise that it was very, very lithium intensive, the uh, the leaders today. Orkem already spoken about, uh, obviously, the, the um, details behind that. Lake Resources 2, second uh, in line, 13%. Grain Corp. Bit of um, short covering, um, Adam was, thought. Yeah. yeah, sort of, bit, and it does. When you look at it up 9.4%, it could well have been a bit of short covering. And we might see that, as you said, in Elders. I was just looking at Elders. My God, that has been trolleyed. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. So um, some of those, well, ag plays maybe due for a little bit of a uh, squeeze there, potentially. We'll uh, wait for that on Monday. But Core Lithium there as well, Santa Mining, another more volatile name perhaps, uh, 21 cents per share. Of course, it's going to be that way, up 7.6%. And I guess we just now wait for the next shoe to drop, the next deal to be done potentially, because there really does seem to be, um, as we've said a couple of times, uh, folks lining up, businesses lining up, uh, miners lining up to uh, you know seize upon some of Australia's big lithium assets. Absolutely. Yeah. Watch this space. Watch this space indeed. And well, uh, we'll get to the laggards now. Well, Silver Lake Resources actually was on the list a few days ago too. Yeah. It's a little bit of a gold story here, I can I, I can gather. Look, the grey mining's there, Capricorn Metals, um, a few names that are all exposed to the gold space. And well, I guess a reasonably healthy pullback to say the least. I think I've quoted the number on a couple of occasions this week that the ASX uh, All Ordinaries Gold Index leading into this week was up 30% year to date. So you've also checking. got something as well. Yeah, Silver so Lake Silver Lake uh, is competing proposal to acquire Santa Barbara's uh, Leonora assets as well. So maybe there was a little bit of that tipping in as well as uh, some profit taking in the gold gold miners. Yeah. Blocks on there as well. That's uh, always a bit of a crypto play and, and, and a tech play as well. Um, so that's down to $84 share actually. That slips quite considerably. It's a volatile stock. Uh, down 4% for the session. Monodelphus, that moved higher. In fact, I was uh, talking to your uh, significant other this morning about mm-hmm. the city upgrades to Monodelphus. Um, uh, I think we were calling it, uh, what was it, Primate Earnings or something like that? Was uh, was the phrase going around? <laughs> I can't remember. I thought that was Goodman Group. It might have been. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to sort of shoehorn uh, Primate Earnings in it there. If you, you don't know what that means, go and watch, uh, go and watch uh, the, the Rudy Philip Van Dyke uh, a, a, a clip on, on the platform today. It was a funny little, I suppose, typo in the prompter. So we were just having fun with that one. But um, the small caps now. Yeah, it looks like we've got a lithium, a lot of lithium plays going on there as well. Yeah, it speaks Big for moves. itself, doesn't it? Gallon up there, 23% there almost. Let's go to where the laggards were, were in the small cap space too. Mindax, Saunders, Noble Oak, Shine Justice, Frontier Energy. Nothing that I can pick up on in terms of a common thread there, but um, nothing that tickles your fancy either. No, I was just thinking I must be dyslexic because you said Mindax and I'm thinking is it Mindax? 
<laughs> so, you tomato, know, tomatoes, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you've, got, you've got much better elocution than I do, so I'm going to go I'm, with, I'm with I'm not, No, no, don't do that. I said ori once instead of a rice, so definitely don't go with me. Uh, it reminds me of our uh, dear former Prime Minister uh, who pronounced uh, hyperbole, hyperbole one day. Oh. Uh, smart woman, but... Anyway, we all make mistakes, don't we? Indeed. If we didn't, I wouldn't be here. Um, let's <laughs> <laughs> wrap things up because, well, we've got a big day, uh, as always, tomorrow. Uh, a lot uh, on the agenda. But, well, we'll just have to wait to see if anything wakes these markets out of its slumber because yeah. there's just lacking a catalyst. And I don't know, is it just a particularly nice autumn over, or was it spring over in the Northern Hemisphere? I just no think the debt, I really do think now people are worried about the debt ceiling yeah. and more politics and all the blustering and everything going on. Um, you know, the Americans, you know, if you're American and somebody's, you know, they, they're not threatening to default, but that's kind of hanging over it. Yeah. And once somebody used on CNBC, like a Russian style default, I mean, yeah. No one would be happy about that. So it could be a case of um, maybe not the markets <clears throat> selling down in May, but just everybody saying, look, we're positioned. We've yeah. got our cash. We're ready to go. Let's just see how this plays out. That's the thing, out. isn't it? It's a liquidity risk, I suppose, and you yeah. don't want to be involved in the market. And um, there's still those US banks. Everybody yeah. thinks that that's just disappeared. Yeah. But you've still got that asset and liability mismatch out yeah. there and I, I do think it's one of those things like oh well we've dealt with that but really at the end of the day those banks can't lend yeah and uh, ergo uh, the issues with uh, perhaps credit growth and correct growth and then you go yeah and... you go straight to that you know there mm. there could be a lot more going on, on at the moment that will mm. take time to play out in the US economy yeah well as it plays out of course you'll be watching Ausbiz and we will get you across it all but uh, for today's action remember you can watch it all back on your platform and website until tomorrow morning I just sorry one, one thing we had a really special interview today okay. with uh, somebody from Los Angeles discussing oh. Disney and Netflix so okay. for any of you um, go and catch up on that interview with uh, Hatem Diab from uh, Gerbis Kawasaki I just thought I'd mention that one because it's a new guest for Ausbiz fantastic have a great evening The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.